not just for one event. There's Oktoberfest every single year in multiple ones of that. That's fine, but it doesn't make sense to get three of these things when you got a little guy who's two and a half that's going to outgrow that sucker. We'll have another one and put him in there. <laughs> Sounds like a great investment. Sounds like a great investment. Uh, what's up, everybody here? Uh, episode three, uh, coming to you live on a Friday evening. Uh, about seven o'clock here. Um, just got out of work. You know, we do work just like everybody else out there for the most part. Um, you know, we haven't made a podcasting our full-time venture yet here, but uh, allow me to introduce this evening's sponsor. Thanks, Jay. You're welcome, bud. Three Kings, per usual, per usual. Um, Loyal. Yeah. Loyalty. Lo- you got it. Brand loyalty. Brand. They keep giving it to us, and we're going to keep drinking it. That's fine. Just keep sending it over. Just keep sending it over. Uh, yes. But the three-peat, we're back. Three-peat. Again. We didn't think two was going to happen, and we sure as shoot didn't think three was going to happen. Yeah, well, here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. Here we are. We actually got a couple new devices here to talk about. Uh, we got a new soundboard, which uh, I know everybody was anxious hyped. to hear about. Um, you are hyped on the soundboard. I'm pretty pumped about it, Jay. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped about it. So if you hear some new laughs, some new noises, some new dings, you know, uh, just cut know me a he's break. put a lot of he's put a lot of effort into this, and uh, it means a lot to him, you know. And yeah. uh, it's, I'm not gonna lie, pretty impressed with the uh, little smorgasbord of snippets you have. That's your fingertips. That's great because it affected my uh, professional and personal life this week. So I hope you guys all like it. Um, So real, real quick, uh, like to go over today's agenda for y'all and start off by saying thank you. Um, Three episodes deep. um, Absolutely loving the comments and emails and you know overall love that everybody is sharing with us thus far. Yeah, no, it's been phenomenal. I mean, uh, I mean honestly, we're just so happy people have received this so well. Um, you know, kind of just grateful for all the feedback we're getting. I mean, there's been so much positive uh, emails, uh, you know, instant messages, Facebook messages, all that it's good stuff. DMs. DMs, whatever in you want to call it. Sliding in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not with the young whippersnappers or the rascals. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, a couple uh, individuals here that we want to give a shout out to specifically. Uh, Marcos, thank you. Victoria, awesome. Uh, Max Fernando, and I know there's a few others, obviously, but those were definitely the ones that we had some good conversations with this week here, going back and forth, and we're glad you all are enjoying the show here. I mean, Jay and I strive to give you, you know, digestible, newsworthy content that, you know, the average Joe can digest, obviously, and, you know, have a little fun with it. You know, that's what we're all about here, and, you know, we're excited to get the show going. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it was, it's just been so cool to see how many listeners we've gotten and, and where they're all coming from. I mean, like obviously we plan to have listeners in Florida being a, a Miami uh, MLS podcast, but I mean, also California, Connecticut, Texas, Georgia, New Jersey, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, DC, Alabama, Virginia, Minnesota, one person in Utah, probably just a delightful <laughs> Mormon in Utah, <laughs> but right. that's just the U S. And then I was just shocked to see that we have listeners in, in Australia, New South Wales, and in Balcom Hills, and Sydney, and we have listeners in the UK and Hayes. It's just, it's been insane to see this kind of, you know, go from just something we were doing for the, you know, South Florida, like local community, to kind of get listeners all over the nation. And then honestly, you know, 
Can we say we're international now? I think we can. The crazy it part is international is, Miami, right? It is. It is. I love it. I love it. And you know, Jay's right. Appreciate all all, all the support and all the love. And you know, today's show we got an action uh, pack schedule here. We're talking celebrity games. We're talking support groups, player rumors, coin flips, drafts, MLS uh, playoffs around the corner here. So. Really pumped to get it out to you guys here and uh, let you guys enjoy some good stuff. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you mentioned it, uh, you know, celebrity match game. Actually, this was something that just kind of popped up. Uh, it just kind of caught my eye. Um, it looks like on November 23rd, uh, they're going to have the second annual celebrity soccer match, which is actually presented by the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Uh, several partners in there, one of them being Inner Miami, which is, is pretty, pretty cool. They've got some you know, pretty famous athletes, you know, ex-athletes, I guess I, I should say, people that, uh, you know, from anything, from the NFL, NBA, uh, just outside of that, it's cool to kind of see what's going on, uh, you know, in partnership with, you know, the Hard Rock, even CONCACAF, uh, Inter, Beach Soccer Foundation, Zero Fractor, Fractal, rather. Uh, it's going to be going on uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at North Beach Bandshell Sandball which is on Collins Avenue in Miami Beach. So what pretty day, cool thing. What day is that again? Uh, that was going to be, where did that date go? Uh, November 23rd. Awesome. And everybody, I don't know if you have driven over to the Hollywood area or passed on the 95 or anything like that, but that new hotel that is coming out, I believe at the end of October, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's October 24th that is a grand opening. That is that is crazy to look at. That is crazy. It's it's beautiful. I was just driving back this weekend from the west coast of Florida uh, for a little vacay, and we came back, and it was uh, like 8.30 or something. It was right before um, Monday Night Football, but I didn't know that they had the lights functioning on it, honestly. I, I don't drive by that often, uh, like Chloe does a lot when she's bringing Quinn home, but it had just bright purple lights and like just, it's it was like beautiful. a beacon. Yeah, it just, it's, it just really shines. Obviously, Florida's a flat uh, you know, landscape. So you can, you can see that thing from afar and it's cool, cool guitar shaped hotel, really a, a nice feat of engineering. It is wild. It almost gets the sense that, you know, it, it, it's an attraction off the coastline. Um, I think it has a great potential to even potentially be a little bit, I know it's not, you know, exactly a rival cause they haven't been doing it for so many years, but you know, kind of challenge Vegas in that type of, you know, atmosphere. There's not too many cities like that. I think Atlantic city somewhat died down and Vegas and now you know with kind of the South Florida area I mean what more do you want as a kind of destination you know would you rather go to the deserts of Nevada or would you rather come hang out with us in South Florida and you know go to the beach you know spend some money hang by the pool you know kind of do some of that stuff yeah no there's there's a ton of really nice uh casinos down here actually there are hotels and casinos and a lot of them have been renovated I mean the only thing that would honestly make that better than it already is if is if somehow they could have put that on the beach like yeah. that would have been insane. Yeah. You would be able to see it out like miles <laughs> off the coast. You just see this glowing Gibson guitar floating. Yeah, that um, I think we're still a few years off of that one. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to relocate that building after the, the years they put into it. But it did come up actually pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the way Miami's going right now, I think that uh, we have a better chance of actually, you know, the water coming over and, you know, making that an island out in Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Another another uh, attraction located in, in Broward County, I guess. But uh, also really cool, kind of in line with those thank yous and the feedback. We've had um, members from each of these supporter groups 
for Inter Miami reach out. So the three main ones, uh, I'm sure there'll be more that come out, but you know, Southern Legion, uh, the Siege, Vice City, you know, everyone had at least a member or two reach out to us, and we're going to be covering those, you know, in the next sequential episodes. What we would ideally like to do is have three consecutive episodes, and in each episode we'll have, you know, a 10, 15-minute interview with some of the members of each of these supporter groups so we can kind of really learn what they're about and, you know, what they're doing in the, in the community, what their plans are for the games, and where they're really trying to, to take their groups. Uh, again, more will pop up. These are the, the three most well-known, the Southern Legion, the Siege, and Vice City. And this hopefully will give viewers more insight into these different supporter groups in case you do want to join one and get really rowdy and be a true, true hooligan. Yeah, and um, I don't want to take anyone's thunder or talk about anyone's group, so we're definitely going to hold off on kind of describing the overall intentions, what they're all about, you know, until we have individual members come on here and, you know, represent. But the good news is, is that we already have uh, two of the three support groups lined up for the uh, preceding weeks here. So we're really excited about getting that going. Um, stay tuned to us, um, with us actually, I'm sorry, to the end of the podcast where we announce uh, who the first group is and the representative that will be joining us. Really excited about that. And you know, let me take the time too to say that if you haven't followed us on Instagram, please do at Inner Miami Podcast. That's Inner Miami Podcast. We're gonna start pumping out much more content there on a daily basis too. So I wanted to remind you guys. Thanks for the people who have connected with us already. Um, absolutely love it. So you know, talk about the support groups a little bit later here. One of the biggest topics I know that we heard about from last time that we got on the pod was uh, about David Silva here and the rumors that were coming along with him. Where are we at with that, Jay? Yeah, so honestly, uh, I've seen it go both ways. Um, there are some articles that still say, you know, everything's kind of leading in the right direction and that they will get some sort of deal in place. I've also seen some that said, you know, it's kind of, falling apart and won't happen. But I mean, you know how, how the media is. I mean, it just takes know, one meeting. They'll be, they'll be polar opposites, but that's still in the works. You know, I think kind of the biggest news of this past week was that uh, Edison Cavani, I mentioned last episode that, you know, PSG and, and Cavani hadn't really entered any contractual talks or anything like that. So yeah, I said that was a good thing for us that nothing's been inked to, to keep them there. Uh, and now it's been reported by... Uh, La Equipe, which is a French uh, outlet, that they've already agreed to a principal agreement with, with Inter-Miami. Um, so we're just trying to wait to, to see what that is. He would be set to join the MLS in 2020. Uh, if the deal does go through, that is. But uh, if it does, you know, he's obviously a very brilliant striker. He's had a six-year career with PHG. We've talked about him in the past, you know, what he was doing prior to that. You know, but 195 goals, 40 assists, and 283 appearances. I mean, the, the guy uh, is a goal scorer, good culture fit. We'll be able to help, you know, kind of bring up a lot of the younger players we're bringing on. So that's kind of the biggest news right now. With players, I'd say, uh, outside of that, there has been a little bit of progress on a coach. I know that they were kind of really targeting October as – when they're going to you know, want to get a deal in place and announce the, the manager of the team. Uh, the reason for that being is because a lot of these managers become available you know, towards the end of the season, uh, whether if they you know, are leaving on their own terms or you know, being fired or, or whatever that would be. But the big one we've been hearing about is uh, Santiago uh, Solari, which uh, is really, I think, an ideal candidate because he speaks English, he speaks Spanish. He'd be great for the culture fit down here. 
Um, and he actually coached at Real Madrid. So Solari and Beckham already know each other. Uh, you know, I think he was there 2000, 2005. They won the Champions League in, in 2002. Um, so, you know, that'd be really good. There's still kind of that, that uh, Zidane talk as well, but it looks like Beckham's kind of targeting uh, a Real Madrid coach. All right. Well, I can take that. I can take that. Right. And when it comes to uh, player signings, there's been no new updates on that. Mr. Acosta from down here in South Florida was our last uh, signing here, which happened a couple weeks ago. Really stoked to have him on the team. Um, so no new player updates regarding actual signings. Yeah, here. no new signings. But I did see uh, that McCone got um, uh, he got promoted onto the Venezuelan U twenty three side, which All is right. really good. So. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I like that. I mean, anybody where you can get that type of experience is great. I mean, you yeah. learn from the best players in the world, you know, and have a great time and. You know, kind of pick up skills that you wouldn't often get, you know, working on your regular team. I think a, a lot of those people who join those international clubs and, you know, kind of quote unquote all-star teams from the best of the best around the league um, often pick up invaluable, you know, traits, qualities, skills, and really kind of learn from the best people around. So I think that experience like that, no matter what level you are, um, is truly invaluable because, you know, we're people are always looking to learn and to be a true superstar and especially, you know, be a cornerstone on this team here as we're starting out. Um, I really think that, you know, picking up those, you know, additional skills is going to be important. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We're obviously bringing young talent in, uh, but that young talent does have, you know, pretty decent experience with their respectable, uh, you know, teams and also, um, you know, national teams as well. So pretty excited to see kind of how we continue to, to grow around that. Yeah. Uh, likewise, and I guess this kind of is a time in the pod where we start talking about 50-50 ratios here. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, going to be an exciting weekend for you know, us. Flip of the old coin. A little flippy flip. Heads uh, or tails. Yep, obviously we're going to want to pick win tails. that. <laughs> well, pick uh, tails, because tails never fail. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the coin flip for the top MLS draft pick will be on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, in New York City. The winner of that will choose from the following. So, you know, you kind of want to run through these? Yes, I will. I will. There's about five different subsections of what the coin flip will entail and what proceeds after heads or tails, which I got to ask, what, what would you pick? I mean, I feel like I'm always a heads guy, honestly. You're a heads guy? I feel like, I feel like that, yeah. Tails. I'd be much more down to guy. just like televise rock, paper, scissors, two out of three. Mm. That'd be pretty dope. Live stream. Live stream it. Yep, Live yep, stream. Yep. We saw Because then there's some tactics you can you can throw into that. Because I did watch like the World Series of Rock, Paper, Scissors one early morning, like 7 a.m. on ESPN. It's out there. <laughs> it's like it was like ESPN ate the Ocho. It's a <laughs> it's a real thing. And how riveting was it? I mean, it was boring as hell. All right. Well, fair enough. But they did go through, like, the tactics of, like, what you would do to kind of psych out your opponent or try and uh, kind of force their hand to subliminally throw, like, rock, paper, or scissors. There are, there are different tactics. <laughs> it, it, I did, mean... Did, did you pick up any skills that you can pass on to the audience? Yeah, I did. So, you know, if you're playing, and let's say you want to throw, you know, scissors, so you want your, your opponent to throw paper... Well, then they said that you should like say words that start with P. Interesting. And then it will somehow subliminally get them to choose paper. 
or you know you could do words that start with you know r or or, or s and i don't i not confirmed that i honestly don't get into that many rock paper scissors rules anymore but i guess it's a thing if they're pros should we play rock paper scissors right now best two out of three well no because i just gave away the tactic all right but like it would have to be raw we can put it we can put it to work no, because now you know and you're not going to throw what I want you to throw. Well, you don't know that. That's Maybe I'm in your head. That's Maybe I'm in your head. Works. That's not how it works at all. I don't Jesus. Well, anyway, um, you know, maybe Jay and I will play rock, paper, scissors later. Uh, maybe we won't. Uh, chances are we will. But <laughs> anyway, um, coin flips. Uh, so there's five subcategories. Uh, number one is the uh, first pick in the 2019 MLS expansion draft. Yeah. Um, so th- what, what that really means is that either Miami or Nashville, uh, you know, is going to be selecting five players uh, each. Uh, and those are going to be uh, existing MLS players that are not protected by their current teams. We talked about this last episode. Every team can, uh, they have a set amount of players they can uh, pretty much mark as safe, and then everyone else is kind of free to pick and choose from, unless you're one of the five teams that gave up a player to to FC Cincinnati. So let me ask you a question. So there are 12 people on each one of these teams that they have to list by November 16th. Now, tell me, how terrible would you feel if you're player 13 and you're not listed on that list? Like, do you do, do you feel that your team loves you? I mean, it depends on how good I your mean, team I is. I feel like that's a kick below the waist and it, in between the It could the legs. be. It depends on how good your team is and do you like the city you play for. That has nothing to do with it. I that think has the 13th player of FC Cincinnati would love to leave FC Cincinnati and come to a new expansion team, especially in Miami, with David Beckham. You know, pulling strings. Obviously, FC Cincinnati has not had the best, uh, you know, first season. They're they're not they're nowhere near LAFC. Uh, you know, so I think that kind of would, would play into it. Like, you know, if you were, again, like if you were on the Dolphins and say like a spot opened up on like the Chiefs or the Patriots, like you might be like, oh, I'm kind of down with that. I mean, I get that, but it'd still be a, you know kick to the gut like i mean practice harder you know get good thanks guys (laughs) thanks guys like appreciate it like but uh i I don't know that's just my opinion of the whole thing but i i hope someone has a little bit of a slip of the pen and makes number 13 12 so we can grab that 12 guy yeah we'll see we'll see so each team will be able to get you know five and they'll alternate on alternate on that that's the uh mls expansion draft this is kind of the next 20 minutes of this podcast might be uh, a little convoluted and a lot of information uh, to anyone who's not too familiar with this, you know. But so there's five different options. That was the first one. Yeah, that was the first one. That was the 2019 MLS expansion draft. Uh, number two is the number one pick in the 2020 MLS Super Draft. Yeah, so that's going to be kids graduating. <laughs> super, 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 super. That's going to be kids graduating from college. Um, and you know, you, you'll have your choices of that, you know, also, um, I, that's, I guess kind of, you know, any draft will be exciting, but I don't think that has as much, uh, interest as like what could happen with the, with the actual expansion draft. So, you know, the, they can kind of choose which one they want, uh, based off those two, but there's also three more. I mean, this, they're giving them options here off this coin toss. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. And option number three here after the super draft, again, Jay mentioned that is out of the collegiate level there, 
is the number one position in the allocation ranking order. Can you describe to uh, the user, the, the audience? Yeah, that is? so the, the allocation ranking order is the order in which teams can pick allocation players who include select U.S. men's national team players, elite U.S. youth national team players, and four more former MLS players that are returning to the league after leaving for transfer fees of more than 500000 uh, I'll be honest. I didn't catch a single word you just said. Can you repeat what that was? I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's allocation players. They, you can select U.S. men's national team players, a select few of them, I guess, elite U.S. youth players, and then former MLS players that are returning to the league after leaving. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, that was a hell of a description. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head exactly of what that pool of candidates <laughs> looks like. I've been trying to watch videos. I've been trying to read yeah. about it, but... If somebody gets it, I'd love an email. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone fully assumes and expects that if you win this coin toss, you're going to pick option one or two, either the expansion draft or I would or hope so. Draft. Which would you rather pick? Um, oh, shoot. You know what? College drafts are always fun, but unless you're like a stud, you know, like Zion or... Uh, like a Mahomes or someone that you know is like a Peyton Manning when he came out, you know, I don't know. You know what you're getting with the expansion draft. Like these players do have a track record. So I would probably pick that. I think that might be a little bit safer when building a team initially. And then, you know, the following years, then you can kind of gamble on college kids you think would, would translate really well into the league. So, yeah. I mean, I would have to agree with that. And I think right now we obviously show that we have young talent on this team, but at least in the expansion draft, we'll be able to draw some talent and some, some older players. I mean, I hate to put it so bluntly, but, you know, get some folks who have been around the block. You know, they've seen some teams jive, yeah, you yeah. know, they, they, they've kind of been in some, you know, you know, adversity situations here before. So um, I would definitely go expansion team, too. And honestly, I'd be a little pissed off if I was the 13th player that they didn't want to keep. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it, it might not be that bad I of a mean, thing. I'd be kind of pissed. Maybe I can't get around this, but like, get listen, I, I get if you're playing, you know, sadly on the Miami Dolphins right now. I mean, now, I think and, you you're know, gonna know. I the, think you know, you're the Patriots know. offer you an opportunity, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I'd like to counter and say, what's the fun in that? I mean, you, you know? gotta assume they're gonna protect their their starting eleven. I would assume so. Maybe I'm wrong. And then you know that leaves really just one extra player. So. I don't know, your best sub? Or, or yeah. maybe your best, you know, young bull out there who you're trying to groom. Yeah. Well, the good news is, you know, let's say there's like a really good, you know, backup keeper, you know, that maybe plays behind someone who's better. who's better or, you know, maybe they don't protect two keepers and we can get a, a stud keeper. But okay. I don't know. I mean, we also might get, uh, you know, Hugo uh, Laurie. So, you, you know, you don't know. And then, you That's know, fair. going into the fifth one, which is uh, – the discovery player ranking, which, I mean, this is also kind of interesting. This is MLS players whose contract options were declined. Um, discovery players are players that teams will keep on a list who don't fall under other categories. So I, I know that's kind of a, a lot to take in. Again, I would be completely shocked if, if Miami or Nashville picked anything outside of just, uh, just one and two. And let me ask this. If, Say we get the first pick, say we win the coin toss by picking tails, 
and you know we get the first pick what happens to the super draft do we get the number two pick or what kind of happens with that sequential order uh yeah i think they're, they're like they'll alternate i think that we would get the number two pick um i don't think there's a, a following uh coin flip honestly but um you know, I think what everyone's going to want to do is they probably have done their research on, uh, you know, the players they want. Like, I would fully expect both Miami and Nashville to have already decided if they're going to pick number one or number two, and then, you know, who they're going to go after in that target range. I would say if Miami wins, they're going expansion draft because mm-hmm. they're already working on young players that are, yeah, you know, in, in Latin America. Agreed. So I don't know if they would really want to waste a number one pick. Not waste, because I mean the number two pick wouldn't be bad in the in the college draft anyway. But you could at least get the first pick if there's someone you know you really want that's in the current MLS, you know, team. I agree, I agree. And you know, excuse me while we highlight our sponsor. One more time. Three Kings Home Brewery. Thank you. Man, they are getting their money's worth. Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's gonna happen. That's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, again, that will be this Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, I believe they're live streaming on MLS. I don't think it's going to be on any you know major uh, cable programs. So yes. No ESPNs, but I think it's just ESP, uh, MLS, and, and you can go you can go stream it. Uh, you know, I don't and know. They, they they make like the 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 pre-draft like hour episode, you know, or whatever, lean up to it, going all over that. I don't think I, it should be pretty quick. I really really imagine just a boom 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 kind of thing. Probably a 10 minute live stream, something like that. Yeah, could be more, but I doubt it. And the shit lists are released on November 16th. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, let's not call it that, you know? Uh, well, you let's know, call it the I, secondary talent because we don't want to, we don't want to bring, you know, someone who would be considered a I mean, shit I'm list sorry. onto our team, but you never know. I guess I'm just more against that than you, Jay, but, you know, it just wouldn't feel right. But I hope whoever is uh, that number 13th player on so and so's team that we do pick up uh, comes here a little bit rejuvenated and uh, ready to get uh, squared away and, you know, kind of redeem their name. Yeah, and now's where it's going to get fun because, you know, we've already got five official signings, several rumors five. going on. Five. I mean, now is where we start to play Tetris. 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 Now we got to kind of fit and work around and work within the salary cap as well as the designated player role. So this is when we could really use some intelligent people in the front office pulling the strings yeah this is probably the most convoluted piece of the salary cap just off initial understanding <laughs> if you don't want want to take me a few read throughs to, to, to try and really to really grasp skip what's going five on five minutes in this pod <laughs> and i will not get mad <laughs> i'm gonna try and do my best to break this down in Please a concise do. and clear method make it a way we can all understand you're probably if you're not skipping you're probably going to rewind five minutes and then ah, listen to this so let's just kind of bang through this as quickly and hopefully effectively as possible so break it down salary cap for uh, 3.485 million per team okay and just put that in reference that is 30 times less than an nba salary cap over 50 times less than the nfl salary cap Jeez. so that is also part of the reason that America isn't that big. That goes honestly. back to the money conversation. It goes back to it. Goes it. back to it. I'm telling you. But that's improved because the original gap was 1.2 million, and that was pre 2007. Jeez. And the max player earnings in that period were 192,500. So I mean, that's how much you would make 
as a pro prior to 2007. Unbelievable. When you compare it to any basketball or football or baseball contract, insane. So they revamped this in 2007. The designated player rule commonly referred to and nicknamed as the Beckham rule. Beckham was the first player to really come on under this, but it allows MLS teams to sign star players at a cost far exceeding the total cap. So when Beckham joined the MLS, he received a salary of $6.5 million. That is three times what the cap was at that period in time. Okay. With that new ruling, Beckham would cost the MLS and the Galaxy 400 per season, and the owners, AEG of the Galaxy, paid the remaining 6.1 million. Okay, so this allowed mm. you to bring in a star mm. player, mm-hmm. only having 400,000 affect your salary cap, ah. and then the team in the MLS pays the remaining fees, right? So there's obviously a lot of structuring in Beckham's contract to make up for this money. As we mentioned in the very first episode, great contract negotiation to have a clause in there to purchase an expansion team. Agreed. Agreed. So each team was initially given one designated player spot. They could trade those spots to another team if they wanted to, but no team could have more than two DP spots. Okay. This has caused some issues in the past. Players were obviously you know, I've been upset about their pay versus the designated player's pay. I mean, for Beckham to make, you know, what they make in a year and a month is pretty crazy, right? So obviously some disgruntled players going on. Uh, but in 2010, they lowered the, the designated player cost from 400000 to 335000 that Are you soundboarding us? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. What? what? Little quick Why little is that on the soundboard? I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, terrible timing, but like, <laughs> I told the people I got a new soundboard. Yeah, I don't know and why you'd have the Apple. I, 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 all right. I will anyway, be so, yeah. So we're at 400-335 now. Um, but you can no longer trade that DP spot to other teams. Um, they just gave them a second designated player spot. So every team could have, have two now without having to trade. There was an option for teams to play a luxury tax of 250000 to be allowed a third designated player spot. And, you know, the years past, you know, from 2010 to now, the salary cap has grown, you know, 5% each year. So later, more recently, they added the young designated player tag, which allows teams to offer players between the age of 21 to 23 only 200000 against the salary cap. And only 150000 against the salary cap for players 20 and under. So, Pellegrini is already our designated young player. Okay. Okay, so that's already taken. So, now we're going to have two more designated player spots. I, this is where the two big signings will come in. Whether okay. it be, you know, Cavani, Silva, Suarez. Uh, those are the initial ones that I think are the most realistic right now. They would probably each receive you know, one of those tags. So then it even gets it's more. Con- it's like a juggling act. It's, it's like Tetris. A- yeah, it literally is crazy. Tetris. And then they added the allocation money, which is money that teams can use to sign players, uh, you know, and allocate to existing player salaries to lower their costs against the salary cap. So basically, if someone's salary was, you know, a million dollars, 
uh, or let's go smaller for that. I mean, let's just say, I don't know, uh, 400,000 or whatever with the cap. And then, you know, their actual salary is 500,000. That $100,000 difference could be considered allocation money that you could then pay towards another player salary to lower it off the cap or pay that player salary lower to get them off the cap. And you can, in theory, pay them off and, and free up that designated player spot. It is kind of gets confusing. Um, kind of. But it, it all goes into the salary cap and the commissioner and the owners seem to think this is the best way to do it. But it has not been without its uh, criticism. Um, for instance, like the NASL where... Uh, you know, like the strikers used to play mm-hmm. at the old Lockhart Stadium, which mm-hmm. is now going to be the home of Inter Miami for at least the first two seasons. Uh, there's no cap in NASL; it's unrestricted, which is good. But also at the same time, these are smaller, you know, teams. They're not in the MLS or in the, the lower tier teams, and that can cause a lot of financial stabi- instability, which I think is what happened with the strikers. Like they brought in Ronaldo, the owner was yeah. like, "Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm done paying all this money," yeah. and and they closed down. Other criticisms around this is that it's kind of a detriment to the league because oh, these Mexicans, yeah, the, the teams in South America don't have salary caps. So when you're capping your team at three, you know, point four million, and these, you know, Latin American squads can bring in whoever they want, a lot of people say that's the reason no U.S. team has ever won the Concacaf Champions. So there's Champions no league. salary cap, not in Mexico. Not interesting. Enough. Interesting. Yeah. So again, nicknamed the Beck and Roll, uh, kind of what, what, well, what, what, fitting. what brought him in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as of, you know, 2015, there's been 114 designated players in the MLS. So, well, all right. I know that's quite a bit to wrap your that head around. Ex- that was, I had to go through that right about five minutes though. So I think that was accurate. Fast forward, rewind. I tried. Know. I tried. So, uh, Listen, I don't know what you said, but Paul McDonough sounds like it made I, sense. So, <laughs> Paul McDonough, sporting director, gave an interview kind of talking about what their strategy was. And this is actually the third expansion team he's been part of. So Orlando City and Orlando Good, so United. He's been a part of it. So he's done this. Good. He's he's experience. He has the experience, you know, bringing a team on. He's very confident he's going to get a marquee player. Uh, they're being, again, more patient with coaches because they think more are going to come out, you know, as the season ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's. They're kind of thinking of, of doing the, the DPs and then bringing young people around them. Uh, well, it makes to, sense to, on a to train them standpoint. up. Yeah, and so we'll see where that comes. That again will be kind of a big factor in what happens in the next several months. Yeah. But just kind of understand that the salary cap is not nearly as much as you would uh, find in other American sports. So we're we really have to play Tetris and and uh, you know kind of make lemon with, with lemonade. We got to get the best players yeah, we can that we know, can fit in the cap. Squeeze more out, you know. It is what it is. So that, I mean, basically is the DP and strategy in a nutshell, at least for right now. That is the strategy. That is the DP. And that is what is going on. So didn't want to lie to you. I mean, we're going to stick to schedule here. We're going to talk about our final topic, which is the MLS playoffs, which is pretty exciting here. Um, Seeds are picked. Teams are ready to go. And we have playoff soccer. We, we have playoff soccer. Playoff soccer. Playoff soccer is upon the, us. The regular season. And next year, it's close to the end. So next year is when our squad is going to get out there and kick some ass. Yeah. And this is important because this is, you know, we obviously aren't going to say, you know, the lower levels, what we're, we should be competing against. We want to we compete with these teams that are, you know, on the top end of their, uh, 
of the league. You know, so this is, is important to pay attention to uh, if you're kind of, you know, just getting into MLS soccer because Miami's getting a team, or if you've been following all along, you probably already know the teams by, by now. But uh, this is going to be, you know, the, the high ranks of the MLS that we need to be able to play and, uh, and, and, and win and get some points off. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I mean, this is the best of the best here. I mean, you know, it's one thing to just go out and beat a team. I mean, I think it all starts with the division that you're in and, you know, work yourself up, you know, compare yourself to those folks inside there. I mean, you see each other a lot. And but no, this is the best of the best here. I mean, the top seeds here are New York City as well as Los Angeles uh, squad. And I got to say, um LA, you know, originally from the Southern California area has definitely turned out one hell of a soccer team, I got to say. Yeah, uh, hell of a first season. I think that's hell of a first season. Unprecedented. I mean, gotta love breaking. it. Gotta love it. I mean, you got LAFC. I've said this before. Uh, Carlos Vela is is just amazing. He's crushing it right now. You also have LA Galaxy. I mean, that city is blessed with two MLS teams and uh, and two NFL teams that are that are all pretty good. Yeah, you know, I would say so. I mean, like I again, being from San Diego, I'd love if they were to give us a little bit love down south. Uh, like, yeah, why can't they, we get one? Uh, why can't we you. get one? They took it away from you. I just don't get it. We got 12 teams that have clinched one of the 14 postseason bursts. Um, zero spots remain to be clinched in the Eastern Conference, but two places are still up for grabs in the Western Conference. Uh, eight clubs have been eliminated. So who's in? Well, we're going to go over that. Uh, so in the Eastern Conference, you're, we got New York City FC, NYCFC, Atlanta United, who's playing very well right now, Philadelphia Union, D.C. United, New York Red Bulls, Toronto FC, and the New England Revs. Mm. So that pretty much rounds out that. Uh, they have yet to really throw uh, the actual uh, you know, playoff brackets up. And then in the Western Conference, obviously, as we've mentioned several times on the show, LAFC, uh, just crushing it. And, and, and they've already you know, won, won the show for the regular season. Uh, Minnesota United, LA Galaxy, shout out Zlatan, uh, Sounders of Seattle, uh, and Real Salt Lake. Yeah, and we got 14 teams that qualify for the playoffs here, um, seven of which are from each conference. So that's the way that the uh, distribution's broken down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so still in contention in the West, though. There is Portland Timbers, uh, they're 46 points, uh, FC Dallas, 45 points. San Jose Earthquakes, 44 points, and Colorado, Colorado Rapids, 42 points. So that's kind of the, the layout of everything right now. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for it. Playoff start here soon. Um, I know my pick right now, I mean, obviously it would be our hometown squad, but I think right now... We're not in, I, so we can't pick Miami yet. <laughs> I know. Well, that's next year, bud. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick out of the Eastern Conference. I'm going to say Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, I'm sorry, <laughs> Atlantid. Uh, geez, uh, it's a little bit late. It's Friday. It's been a long uh, week of work. Uh, Atlantid oh. again. Jeez, can you use your words? I'm sorry. Use your words. I'm sorry. Let me put these letters together and make these words. What he's trying to say is Atlanta United. Uh, big surprise guest if Atlanta makes it far in the playoffs. I'm really excited about this. So that's why I'm pulling for it mostly. Um, every other team, um, I'd rather pull for LA, just being a Southern California guy. I think it's I think it's LAFCs to lose. Yeah, really like why not? They why not? just crushed. I saw like their goal point, their goal differential was like 
plus 40. It was something ridiculous. Jesus. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Like, I get it. I and get it. When did they start in MLS? Uh, this is their first season. That is nuts. Well, that is a blueprint to follow if I have ever seen one. So uh, I'm pretty sure David Beckham has one of his 12 houses out in the Los Angeles area. But uh, if you. Oh, he did just buy a $50 million. I'm like, sure he did. House in Miami, which is. Well, Miami. Beautiful. We're talking about LA. Well, I'm sure he's got one out there, but I'm saying he just bought one in Miami for like 40 or 50 million dollars. All right, well, fair enough. Well, it was crazy. <laughs> you know, fair, fair enough. Well, for us common folk down here, you know, uh, you know, I paid rent yesterday, so thanks. Um, but no, that's uh, the MLS playoff scenario. Next time uh, we open up the pod, we'll have an update on all the progress done. Uh, in that arena, which again, we look forward to joining uh, those select teams, uh, kicking some ass next year, but joining those yeah. folks over there and you know, getting them playoffs next year. I mean, why not? Why not? And other. Oh, well, there we you, know, go. Uh, you know, it's another you know one. That noise. You know that noise. Shout out uh, Three Kings Home Brewery. Um, thank you. And, you know, Jay. Well, I'm excited about the next three episodes, honestly, because I wanted to learn more about these support yeah. groups as well. So, uh, again, so, we're going to stay like as unbiased as we can and give you an honest opinion. Like, we're not going to lean towards one or the other. Give anyone. An we want to give everyone a full grasp overview, twenty thousand foot view down on wit what each support group does, what their cause is about, and you know where you can reach them. Obviously, learn a little bit about them, learn a little bit about their history, and meet some folks you know, in uh, the group that are leaders. Yeah, that'll be exciting. So we're going to do that over the next three episodes. Who, who'd we get first? I'm glad you asked, Jay. All right. Uh, we have, um, next week, we are going to have Max. Max Ramos, that's right. That's yeah, right. and if you didn't know Max because he he's seems fairly to active be, in the uh, <laughs> fan group as well, seems to be pretty well known over here. He's from the Siege Support Group, and you know we're lucky to have him here. Um, he sent us an email about how stoked he was to join the pod. So uh, next week we're gonna have him on here talking about Siege, uh, learning a little bit about them. You know, maybe a few events that they're coming up, uh, hosting, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be it'll be a fun uh, fun time to to really learn about all that stuff. So, uh, you know, definitely excited. Also, if you did put down a season ticket deposit, stay by your phones. You should be getting a call soon. I haven't gotten one yet. It's not surprising. But I know it was not uh, wasn't the first first dib there. So that's kind of right. kind of uh, missed that day a little <laughs> bit. But it's all right. So, you know, that'll be an exciting time for everyone to pick their seats as well. Uh, seating charts out. We've covered it before, but uh, you know, pay attention to that. And then, uh, you know, I'm just excited for uh, for the season to start. So some tailgating, some uh, some fun times ahead of us for sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, uh, love it. Uh, by the time this pod is getting released, again, this is Friday evening here. It'll probably uh, we're gonna do everything we can to put it out on Saturday. But if not, you know, we do have a busy schedule here, and uh, Sunday is probably more realistic. So. Um, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna try and bang this out and, and hopefully get it to you a day sooner. We'll see. We are now available on eight of the most major uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, finally, got everything resolved. Some slight technical issues with Apple, but uh, we're there. I mean, if you're listening to to podcasts, you know we're pretty much everywhere you could find it. You can go to the Inner Miami Podcast 
uh, Instagram, there is a Linktree link which will open up the eight different options. You can choose the one you like. If you like Spotify, go with that. Google, that's fine. Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Spreaker, um, or not Spreaker, but a Stitcher rather. So, uh, and more on there. So there, there's really so many ways to listen to this. Uh, you know, and again, thanks for the feedback. We really, we really are happy that everyone's receiving it so well. And, uh, you know, really happy that they're getting some, uh, you know, some weekly updates on the team. And uh, I can't believe we actually made it through this episode without one air horn. You get your fix on that, Jay? Uh, yeah, one more I mean, time, two yeah. more time, three more time. All right. We got this new soundboard and we yeah, barely even Yeah, baby. It. I'm talking next week. We're jamming just like Ricky Rose. <laughs> That's it, everybody. We're out. Later. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) Adios, amigos. Peace.